You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. I'm super excited about this episode because I get to share some things that I've been thinking about for a while now. Sharing is caring, and I care deeply about y'all. And I want you to learn from my experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So just in case you're thinking about creating a podcast to use as long-form content in your business, I want you to know what you're getting yourself into before you dive in. We're just past the half-year mark on this podcast. This is actually episode 29, and we launched back in February. When I started the podcast, my intention was for it to be a series of series to help keep me focused, and so it would feel more cohesive for you. For the record, I'm changing the strategy up on this going forward. Because I want to be a bit more creative, I'm loosening my death grip around these seven to nine episode series for a while. You're also going to be getting far more solo episodes from now on. I go into more detail about this decision in lesson number three. This is probably the decision that's made me the most uncomfortable since launching. But in the words of my favorite Disney character, Rafiki from The Lion King, it is time. Now, I'll still do some interview shows here and there, but the back half of year number one, will likely be a poop ton of solo episodes, just so you know. Lastly, I'm seriously considering going to a bi-weekly release schedule. Now, I haven't made the final decision on this yet, and I'm really curious what you think about it. Are you cool with having a new episode launch every couple of weeks, or are you loving the show so much that you got to get your fix every single week? Let me know. You can DM me on Instagram at Spark Hustle Flow or shoot me an email to hello at sparkhustleflow.com. I'm planning to make a decision later this fall, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this first, okay? Cool. All right. Y'all ready? Boom. Let's get into these lessons. Lesson number one, without a strategy, you ain't going nowhere. Have you ever heard of pod fade? If not, don't worry. Neither had I until I started a podcast. And even if you haven't heard about it, you've probably seen it in action. Pod fade is when a podcast simply just fades away either over time or somewhat abruptly. Here's the deal. Most podcasts don't make it past episode seven. The common belief is that if you can make it to episode eight, you've just increased your chances of success fivefold. Some of the major causes of pod fade are not having a strategy at all, having unrealistic expectations, and overcomplicating things. Developing a good, strong strategy before you start includes creating goals that are realistic and achievable and help you with keeping things simple. Some of the things I really thought about before I launched included, where does the show fit into my brand strategy? Brand visibility, 
lead generation, sales, etc. Who is the target audience and why? What's the show's frequency going to be? Who am I going to use as a hosting platform? What equipment should I use? And what format will it take? Knowing these answers up front helped me to develop a simplified content strategy, schedule guests more efficiently, and forecast and track the show's metrics and ROI. Now, speaking of lead generation, if you're doing this to gain leads, your freebie and your lead magnet game needs to be on point. You have got to have strong calls to action and strategically weave them into your shows. Even if your guest is promoting a lead magnet or some event, I think you definitely need to have something to offer yourself in each episode. It can be the same thing every episode, and it doesn't have to be something different every time like Amy Porterfield has. Listen, I'm not Amy. I don't have Amy's team or Amy's time under my belt. So you might hear the same call to action from me for several episodes straight. The point is to build your audience and to generate leads and having strong calls to action and freebies that create value for your listeners need to be a big part of that strategy. Without a strategy, you'll end up going nowhere really fast. So plan your work and work your plan. Lesson number two, have patience. Listen, you got to be willing to play the long game when it comes to a podcast. Unless you're already a well-known influencer with a huge following, it's going to take some time to create real traction. I started seeing our download numbers increase after about the 14th episode. So you really want to make it past episode seven, but it still took me about seven more episodes until I saw our numbers actually increase. Consistency is key. You don't have to run a daily or a weekly show to be consistent either. You just need to plan your release schedule and stick to it. When you're first getting started, don't rush down that launch runway. I actually started writing down my goals the summer before we went live. I secured my team in September and we started launch planning in November. We were live by mid-February. That was more than six months later. My nerves probably could have used another month, but my team was professional and they kept me on schedule despite my procrastination. We launched on time and it all worked out fine. Now, I'm not saying that you should wait to start your podcast. Your audience needs to hear from you sooner rather than later. Your voice is necessary. Your ideas are necessary. Your perspective is necessary. It doesn't have to be perfect. It should be a good faith effort from you, but it doesn't have to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Commit to learning as you go. Commit to being authentically you. Commit to get up when you don't get it right the first time you try. Commit to staying consistent. Commit to showing up for yourself and for your audience. I'm committed to this podcast for the foreseeable future. It's already working. My brand footprint is growing. New bookkeepers are joining my free Facebook group every day. And potential guests are reaching out to me now asking to be on the show instead of just the other way around. 
I feel like jumping up and down and screaming. It's working. It's working. But I'll spare you and myself the embarrassment. Okay, on to lesson three. Lessons about guests. Because we've had a mostly interview format for the first six months of the podcast, I spent a lot of time trying to get this process just right. And let me tell you, it's really been hard. Real talk. Even though we have a pretty tight automation on how to get guests scheduled, there are still aspects of the process that are more manual than I'd like them to be. This probably plays a huge role in my decision to focus mainly on solo episodes in the near future. When the process works, it works seamlessly. But so many things can go wrong and often those things are out of your control. Like guests who never actually schedule their interview in the first place or when the landscapers show up outside of your guest window just as you hit record. I've learned that you can't sweat the small stuff. You just have to keep going and work with what you've got. Now, we send three email reminders for a guest to schedule. If they don't, I go with a plan B and either shift the release schedule around or substitute a solo episode in its place. And if the landscapers happen to show up during a recording, we pause the interview until the guest can find a more quiet spot and we pick up right where we left off. If the Wi-Fi happens to go out, I send a message via Voxer or DM or even their cell sometimes to share status updates. Whatever craziness happens, I try not to let it knock me off my square because that can have a ripple effect and mess up the rest of your day. And then I'm really screwed, right? When I first started out, I created this wish list of people who I wanted to have on the show. It was filled with a bunch of influencers in the digital marketing and business space. When I sent out the first few invitations, some politely declined, many never even responded. Some really cool folks jumped at the chance to support me and help launch the show. And for that, I am so grateful. As for the ones who turned me down, I'm grateful for them too, because I learned a huge lesson on how to create boundaries around your time and focus on the things that will drive you closer to your own goals. And that's what those declines were for them. Our show simply didn't have the reach or the relevance for their audiences to make it make sense for them. And I get that now. So I changed my focus to guests who actually align better with my brand and are actively looking for ways to create more visibility and stronger partnerships in their own businesses. That's working out so much better for the show now. So the moral is don't get caught up in big name guests, okay? Now, the final point from this lesson on guests is that you have to be prepared to do the bulk of the promo heavy lifting on your own. We send out graphics and links to guests to use as they help promote their episode. Typically, we can expect to see one to two posts that mention or announce the episode to their audience. We can really tell the guests that go hard on sharing because it shows up in the insights. At the end of the day, though, this is my show. So it's my responsibility to get the word out there. I appreciate any help I get promoting the episodes, but I also know that I'll be the one doing the heavy lifting when it comes to promotions. If you start a podcast that features guest interviews, you should be prepared for that too. Okay, lesson number four. In the famous words of Pops from the movie Friday, you gotta coordinate. 
Being organized is a must. If you're scattered and all over the place, you're going to run yourself into the ground. There are a lot of moving pieces to a podcast. Recording episodes, backing up those recordings, podcast promo materials, show notes, posting your promo stuff, etc., etc., etc. And if you are not organized, you'll quickly lose track of what's going on. We track all the tasks associated with each podcast in an Asana board. We use templates now that my launch team has helped me develop. I've made some minor tweaks to some of those templates, but for the most part, it's plug and play. My podcast VA is absolutely phenomenal about keeping me on track with my deliverables and having a tool like Asana helps me to see exactly what's up next. Speaking of podcast VAs, if you're going to do this and you have the means, get you a team. Set aside a portion of your budget for launch help and ongoing podcast support. I work with a podcast launch agency in the beginning to help get us off the launch pad and into orbit. And my current podcast VA does all my graphics, our show notes, episode loading, and even editing. Because I couldn't edit my way out of a paper box. I'd be lost without her and her team. Lastly, let's talk about organizing your recording schedule. I'm always hearing people say that you should batch record. Well, let me tell you, batching takes practice and coordination, especially when you're doing interview style episodes. And now that I'm going to be doing more solo episodes, you better believe I'll be channeling my inner pops and color coordinating my calendar like some crazy mushroom lady. Go watch the movie if you don't get that joke, okay? All right, lesson number five. It ain't cheap to run a podcast. Especially if you're planning this podcast to play an integral role in your marketing strategy, it's going to cost you. I'll share a few general numbers with you to give you an idea of what I've invested. Now, let me first say, you don't have to do it the way that I'm doing it. There are low cost and even free platforms that allow you to just start. I wanted a professional quality podcast though, and I firmly believe that in order to create the quality you desire, you have to be willing to have some skin in the game. Now, remember that bomb ass launch team I mentioned? Well, I dropped a solid four figures so they could help walk me through step by step on my first 11 or 12 episodes. So back in the beginning of this episode, I shared the definition of pod fade with you. Remember? Well, Without my launch team helping me develop the strategy, keeping me accountable, and doing most of the hard work of launching, you would not be listening to me right now. It's only because I built a strong foundation that I'm able to rinse and repeat a lot of what they helped me do in the beginning. So that investment is paying huge dividends even now. I also spent a nice chunk of change on my equipment. I bought a professional mic subscribed to a hosting service, and I bought some lighting equipment because some of these episodes may end up on YouTube one day and I need to be ready. I pay for podcast editing with my podcast VA and I have the fastest Wi-Fi available in my area because when you're trying to record an interview on Zoom, the last thing you need is a crappy internet connection. Can I get a witness? All right, that's it for the expenses. Let's move on to lesson number six, and that's Take care of your health. 
A weekly show takes real stamina. It's important for you to take care of yourself and stay as healthy as you possibly can. If your energy drops because you're not getting the right nutrition, it's going to show in your interactions with your guests and your audience can tell. I've started paying attention to things like the vitamins that I take, my hydration levels and protein intake to help me manage my energy better. Protect your voice. It's your most valuable piece of equipment when it comes to podcasting. It's your instrument. Without your voice, there'd be no podcast. So take care of it. I drink warm tea before and after recording to help soothe my strained vocal cords. I get as much sleep as I possibly can and maintain good hand washing practices so I don't catch as many colds and other contagious stuff that's flying around out there. If I'm not feeling well, I can't record. I won't feel up to promoting the podcast. I won't show up to recording sessions as my normal happy self. So I take care of myself and my health so that I can focus on the task at hand. So if you're doing this, take care of yourself. You'll be glad that you did. And now for the final lesson that I wanted to share. Lesson number seven, promo, promo, promo. You know that saying that if you're not sick of seeing your own stuff, you're not promoting it enough? Well, that is definitely true if you want to see your insights climb with each episode. I can definitely tell a difference when I promo our episodes every day versus when I don't. Here's what you have to remember. Not everyone sees everything you post on the socials. So even if you've seen a post so many times that you're totally sick of seeing it, you're in the minority because the way the algorithms are set up, well, you already know. A good rule of thumb is to share something about your latest episode every day on at least one social platform, on your website or in a conversation. You are your biggest and best champion, especially in the beginning. So cheer yourself on and boost your show like it's a beautiful brand new baby. Everywhere you go, tell somebody about it. What excites you about it? How is it helping people? why you think they should listen, and all the things you love about it. Promote your ish every single day and make no apologies for doing it because that's the point, right? (sighs) Wow. I told you I learned a lot in these past few months. I really hope you've enjoyed listening to the lessons. I wish I could have shared more, but we'd be on this podcast for hours. I hope you can find some takeaways that'll help you decide if you want to really launch a podcast or some other digital content strategy. Oh, one last update before I sign off. You're going to be hearing a lot more episodes that speak directly to the audience that I serve as a coach, bookkeepers. I'll be tailoring content around our Spark Hustle Flow framework, which focuses on helping bookkeepers own up, show up, and tighten up so they can level up in their virtual bookkeeping businesses. If you're interested in being in the community with other ambitious bookkeeper CEOs, be sure to join my free Facebook community created just for you. It's called Bookkeeper Basecamp, and we'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. That's where I hang out a lot and where I make it my business to consistently pour into our audience on a regular basis. So join us at Basecamp 
and let me help you prep for the journey to the top of the mountain where your wildest dreams become reality. It would be my pleasure to be your guide. Well, we've come to the close of another episode. Thank you for listening to this one. If you're enjoying the content we share, please take a moment to subscribe and give us a five-star review and a positive rating for the show. I'd be super grateful. I'm excited to see you on our next episode. But until then, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. Ciao for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you want to hear more from me, follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.